When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Friday afternoon on the show today. More Texas and Iowa State talk. We got the big fat poll of the day. Some picks for NCAA football, some NCAA football talk. Jim Harbaugh has accepted his suspension. What will that mean for Michigan? Who doesn't? Uh, not a big game this week. Uh, we'll also get into some NFL, some NBA, and a big game possibly coming up for the Longhorns men's basketball team. We can talk about all of that. Coming up, maybe some ugly court talk as well. Who knows what's coming up on the show today on the Sports Complex. As always, a Friday show, which means my man Jacob Standard is in the studio with us, ready to talk, ready to make some more picks that are, I believe, 100% so far this season, Jacob. 100%. All the way. (laughs) We've never missed. Also, all of our picks are for entertainment value only. Do not bet on them unless, and if you do, it's your, I don't know what the disclaimer needs to be, but. I'm sure there needs to be one. And, of course, your text, guys. Your text, 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Uh, you guys drive the show. We just try to keep it on the rails. And uh, we are now – this is this is the last week before we officially are in holiday season. We're officially – next week we get into holiday season where we get to Thanksgiving week. And then – the, the floodgates are opened of every one of us who's tried to hold back Christmas. That gets opened. That door is open. There's no longer we can be like, come on, let us have the holidays that exist before right. we have to get to the one where you, I get you had a really good childhood. That's why you, you like, that's anyone, anyone who's just like, I really want to get to Christmas. Like, Your childhood must have been amazing. Like mine was good and I don't like it that much. Like I enjoy Christmas, but not at the level of it's October time to bring out the tree. Yeah, no, I don't enjoy that. But that's only because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Favorite. So I need that buffer in between. I, You know, you think being a fat guy, I would like Thanksgiving more. Because it's basically a holiday where you just eat. Like, that's kind of the main thing about it. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like Thanksgiving. But it seems like the the problem with Thanksgiving is that the dinner for Christmas is roughly the same. Yeah, I can see that. But And so if you're like, well, then there's presents and the dinner, it just trumps it completely. This is like a warm-up round of, 
hey, go get all your stuff and then get it. And then you get the question of, do you get the good turkey? Because turkey and people are iffy on it. But you get the good turkey. I'll ask you this question. Everyone on the text line, too. Okay. I want to take the. This is an informal big fat poll. Cranberry sauce. No. Fancy or, or canned? Fancy or canned? You're none, on, none, none either of it. Way. Yeah, no, I'm not touching it. On the text line. Because I'm a, I'm a canned. I'm a white trash guy. Just give me the canned cranberry sauce. My brother's wife makes a great cranberry sauce, I've been told. Oh. But I'm not. I just don't. I can't. Mentally, I can't get past it. It doesn't look right to me. I want the gelatinous. I want my cranberry sauce to have the lines of the can still in it. There you go. I've seen That's that. That's what I want. I want that. And it makes me happy just because I know. I'm like, this is going to taste the exact same as it tasted when I was five years old. Nah, that's a good there's, point. There's nothing different because it's the same thing. They might, they've just made it all at once. And they're just, it's a warehouse. They're still <laughs> they're issuing still it, still out. it out. Yeah, we still got plenty. <laughs> Keep moving it. Yeah, that's the informal poll. The cranberry sauce and whatever is your favorite. Uh, you, what's your favorite dish? Ooh. Do you have a favorite dish? Can I? Does it have to be one of the main dishes, or can I go dessert? You no, know, you can go dessert. See, I'm not a dessert guy. Oh my goodness, my aunt in Houston makes the best banana pudding from scratch. Okay, and every year it is the thing I look forward to every time. Yeah, I'm not a pudding guy. Not a pie guy. None. So, no, no. Oh no, I'm I'm I eat and I just then I just sit there and then I just start drinking more. And then everybody else is like, oh, do you want coffee and that? I'm like, beer. More beer for me. That's, and yeah. let's watch more football. And then I'll watch football. And then, you know, I try and like I try and watch football by myself. It doesn't always work. Because, well, no, no. This is the thing. is because the rest of my family is having a fun time. And when you put on sports around people that are having a fun time, then there's two things that can happen. One is people ask a lot of questions. And then you're like, I don't want to sports radio guy them. At Thanksgiving, sure, and go down and do this, yeah. Where I'm just kind of talking to them like I do in a microphone every day, right? So I'm like, I don't want to do this. Where I'm like, uh, let me let me break it down for you. I don't want to do that. Or two, something happens and they have not watched football in a year or two oh. years, and they're like, that's a catch, <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, sorry, Grandpa. Yeah, no, those that's not a catch anymore. He's got to take seventy three steps. File his paperwork. Right. He has to pay his quarterly taxes, and then it's a catch. There's so much. Into well, that. well, was that a catch and fumble? Yes. So he touched the ball with a pinky, which means it was a completion and a fumble. That's that was what that means. But was it a football move? <laughs> was that enough to justify a just football weird move? rules that we all understand and somehow have just gotten used to yeah. watching sports, and then. You just have to pretend that that's how sports works now. And you're just like, oh, no, right. that's it. And when you watch basketball and they're like, well, they're not playing defense. I'm like, well, that's how they're allowed to play defense now. Yeah. Like, that is defense now. Right. They, why is he shooting from seven feet behind the three-point line? Nah, he shoots 40% from there. That's, that's considered <laughs> efficient offense these days. I don't. You got to drive it in the paint. No, no, they told him to stop doing that. Yeah. No. So I try to I watch sports basically by myself. I'll watch with my dad sometimes. I love my watching my dad. Uh-huh. But, but the, for the most part. Just put it on my phone, let everybody else enjoy it, put on music or something else, something the whole room can enjoy. Then I can just have my thing where I'm kind of just watching it and don't have to wow. you don't have to do it. But that's you have more self awareness than I do because my whole family watches sports <laughs> and I'll sit in there and call the game like I'm Tony Romo. Oh, you you go in there as oh, the Oh yeah. You put on this uh, the jacket and the tie and uh, go Oh, I haven't, but I might. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. Usually I've just got my Cowboys gear on, ready to watch the boys on Thanksgiving, but I might do it. I might go full CBS broadcast booth get up and yeah, call full, the game. Yeah, just bring in a headset. Yeah, and no, just, I'll, I'll just do a prop just, mic. No, full headset 
and then just cord down the back of your shirt there you go. to nowhere. Good idea. That way I can't hear them telling me to shut up. <laughs> yeah. You just turn around. You're like, that was a good. Where did everybody go? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tell us on the text line your favorite dish. Uh, I don't. I might be a stuffing guy. Like, I love like a good dressing. Like a good. I guess dressing is prepared outside of the bird, so that's the number right. I have. Right. Uh, and stuffing is prepared inside the bird. I believe that's a technical. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody on the text line, but I believe that's it. so. I'm a dressing guy. I really like dressing. My my mom makes a really good one. She makes a good one with jalapenos, and then we got Ooh. it worked down. She put some habanero in there now to make it a little bit. Make it a little bit spicier. I'd and, be scared of that. I'm not a spice oh, guy. Oh, I love it. It's yeah, so good. I'd be scared of that. So that's we may have. So that may be the one. I like ham a lot too, but you don't know ham is kind of. But that's again, Christmas is more of a ham season than a turkey season. I think I would agree, but yeah, me too. I'm big ham guy. I am, but yeah, I'm not a big dessert guy. So I think that's where Thanksgiving loses something for me. Is so many people are like, yeah, I can't wait. You eat this big meal and then you shove more food on top of it, and I'm like, no, no, just give me all the stuff up front. And then when you guys are enjoying that, I'm going to just try not to fall asleep. That's what I'm going to do watching a game. Uh, but, yeah, let us know on the text line. Appreciate you guys. 512-447-3776. Let's do talk some Texas-Iowa State, though. Uh, I know we were talking a little bit before the show, and I was telling you yesterday we were talking about it on the show uh, that this is a game for Texas. That is – it seemed going into it. Like a Monday of this week when I started to you know, look into Iowa State and you started to kind of get a, a vibe of what the team was. And when you're looking at watching the games they've had and, and kind of seeing their film, it doesn't seem like it's a game you should be as worried about. K-State seemed more worrying than them, right? Uh, I, I would say so, but as we get closer to it. That's my point. Is yeah. as, as the week's going on and you kind of think more about how Texas plays and the blind spots and the weak spots for Texas – that Iowa State just seems to be built in the way that hits all of those. Now, that all being said, let's start off this by I still think Texas should win this game. I still think Texas has the better players. They are a team that has won close games this year. But there is a little bit more worry that this is not going to be – this will be a more annoying game than TCU or K-State, which were very annoying, but you had – you know, 25 minutes or what, 30 minutes of decent football in that game. Where you never thought it was out of hand. And you just went, yeah. oh, Texas is going to be fine, and then right. it's fine, and then you get there. I don't know if Texas is going to be able to get that spurt of a full. I think they may get 14 in a quarter. I don't know if they get more than 14 in a quarter against Iowa State just because I think they have good ball control. I don't think they're going to turn it over and let you get that little mini run that Texas has done that, well, that so well this season. So Texas is going to have to play four quarters in this game is what you feel. And that's that's the worry if you're a Texas fan is can Texas play four quarters? Uh, I think they can. I think they have in the past. I think they there is a chance. I mean, you could see what they did. If you know, if you're able to get up for this game and if you're able to really get this team ready, it is, you know, as we said, getting into holiday season and so you have to keep in the right mindset. Their classes are finishing up. Soon, so they're kind of in that frame of mind, getting them into it. The, you know, you have the reports of who's staying and who's going now becomes an issue. All of that coming up, going into Ames, Iowa, having the the weather, which the reports I saw today make it look like it's not going to be t- that bad. It will be cold during game time, but it doesn't look like there's precipitation. So without that, it's just going to be cold. Uh, which you know, we looked up. Someone asked on the text line yesterday about what was the coldest game they played in last year. Uh, and I think we found out it was a, the Kansas game, and that's the one where Bijan had like 260 yards. 
So they ran the ball like crazy, which we know now. You have running backs still, but you do not have Jonathan Brooks, who had a 70-yard rush in that game, ran for over 100 yards in that game as well. Uh, Sark spoke to media yesterday, and he talked about Iowa State's – he was asked, what does Iowa State do well? And here's what Sark had to say about kind of Iowa State's strengths. Well, I, I think first of all, just look at the ball, right? They've especially here in the second half of the season that they a they take care of the ball really well offensively, and b they create turnovers. And the ball, as I've touched on now, I don't know how many times, is the number one stat in football that pertains to winning and losing football games. And that that turnover margin. Uh, is so critical. And I think they do a great job of capitalizing on turnovers when they get them. They do a good job of possessing the ball on offense, and then they do a good job of scoring when they get into the red area of getting points on the board. So that's the big picture of kind of, you know, how the style of play, but I get, you know, I've respect the heck out of Matt and his staff of you know just their coaching um, and, and how they, how they coach the game and they know who they are on defense. They know who they are offensively. Uh, they do a nice job on special teams. And so you need to play all three phases of football uh, when you play them. And, and then you need to make sure that the ball is at the forefront of what you do. So when you hear all that about what Sark is saying, there's a couple things to take, which is he's kind of right. This is the prize case. Uh, Iowa State is they're disciplined. They're going to go out. They're going to play the game they play. They're going to take what you give them uh, on the defensive end for Texas. You're going to have to really try and get the stops. The bend but don't break is going to be risky because they will be able to march down the field. It's going to be harder to get them off the field because they will just continually take what you give them. Now, if you bring pressure, I think you will be able to upset them enough to have incompletions. They don't necessarily have great wide receivers that are going to make super catches if if it's off target. So you're going to have to disrupt timing, disrupt those plays. The question is, can you do that for four quarters? Because Texas has shown they like to let up in the second half, and I don't know if you're going to have that 21-plus point lead going into the second half that you've been lucky enough to have these last few weeks that you've been allowed to kind of – screw off in the second half right not without the help of some kind of special teams touchdown I think you're exactly right on that I I just think Iowa State does a good enough job with that dreaded three high three down defense that we've talked about to prevent Texas from going up 21 points in one quarter or as Rod calls it the supernova quarter yeah I don't know if we're getting that this game yeah and that's kind of where you have to sit and so and then you have to protect the ball and what that's the other part of what you hear with Sark and that is he's really this is a big game of protect the ball and look, Sark's going to throw deep balls. If Quinn's arm allows him to throw deep balls, I figure he's going to take a few shots. But I don't think – I think the passing game may be a little bit more conservative than normal, which it's not really what everybody wants to hear because Sark, we know, was very aggressive for a long time. He's been more conservative this season at points, and it's paid off with wins, not necessarily fun games to watch and not necessarily what anybody's enjoying, but it's been – it's paid off with wins. I don't – I don't know if that's exactly the right strategy, though, because the best way to expose that three high three down is to force it to declare itself. Yeah. So throw extreme formations out there, spread yeah. them out, and have creative route concepts. But it's almost like he gets shy when he sees that three up, three down. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing is you do want to – and that's the reality. Is is Sark going to go out there and say, I'm the better coach and we're the better team, or is he going to say, we're the better team? Because if he doesn't say, I'm the better coach – 
That's what worries me about this game because Matt Campbell can do what he's going to do, but you know what they're going to do. You've had the problem that Wyoming threw out a different quarterback and a different running back at you. Right. You know, uh, we've seen Kansas, you know, you didn't know who you were going to be playing at quarterback. There was multiple teams in a row that Texas didn't know who they were playing at quarterback and teams waiting and threw them out at the last minute who who's going to be the starting quarterback in this game. You know what Iowa State's doing. Yeah, they you haven't know, changed. You know what they're and because they know it'll work against you. Right. And so they can come out and go, here's what we've done. We've done it for the last 10 years, five years. You know what we are. Yeah. So you have to be able to outplan us. And hopefully Sark will come out and do as you said, spread the ball out, get it outside. I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm a, something that annoys me the most that Sark has done a lot. And a lot of teams do this is not just Sark, but the, the concept that he keeps saying it, he keeps saying it, but it's never really been that way this season. Jonathan Brooks made it a bit more that way, and Roshan and Bijan made it that way last year, that we can run the ball when people know we're running. And the problem with that statement is always, if you have the running back that can break a first tackle. Yeah. If you have someone that can get past that first tackle, there's still a guy always there because you're playing mismatched football. You're playing an unmatched, uneven football where you can't confuse them and make them think and make them be a step slower which is what you do when you spread it out. When you do put four wide receivers out wide and you maybe don't have everybody blocking up front, but you trust your starting five up front to be able to block well enough. And if you read that there's going to be a rush and they're going to overload seven on five, then cool option out of it uh, and, and call another play. Right. And you can go, you can audible. But if you, if you see that you go, no, we're five on five now, and now I've got another guy, and he's just got a linebacker who also has to stand seven feet back because they don't know what has happening, and Quinn may take off to one side, and Jay Brooks or uh, C.J. Baxter now may take off to another side. You don't know what to do, and you're making them have to make decisions. You're making them have to show you what they're going to do, and so much Sark shows what he's going to do versus making the other team show him. Right. And you just, against this Iowa State team, I don't want to see that. No, you have to. You have to make them declare or at least dare them to hold up that disguise until the very last second and then bank on them not being able to get back to where they need to be. And so for Texas, I think this is a game where Texas can win. I think easily they can win this game because if you play your style of football, you play four quarters, you you went on the road and beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And I know it was a while ago, and I know you had Jay Brooks in that game. I get it. And I know Quinn Ewers was healthier. I know. But this is not Alabama. This is Iowa State. So you should be able to be a little beat up and handle them easily. I get I get all the, the you know, it says a different team and it's a different part of the season. I get all that. But if you want to go and say this is what a Big 12 champion is, that you can go in there and win this game because you know you're good. You have the talent. That's the thing. We know the talent's there. The problem was Sark walked into Alabama and game-planned Alabama. It was the one game this season that Sark game-planned the other team. Every single other game, Sark has played Texas football and has played his football and not really cared about what the other team did. Right. And it's hurt them. This is a game where if you just try and do what you do and you don't care and you lose this turnover margin 2-0, to 3-0, zero, to zero, you could lose this game. And if you go out and play so conservative to not lose the turnover battle and still lose it 
because a fumble can happen anytime, and you know a screen can be an interception, even though it's a screen. Right. If they jump the route, they've seen it a couple times. Or now. you know yeah. the the you know I don't Malik Malik Murphy had an interception that was Jonte Cook fell over. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not Things anything happen. wrong. Things happen in a yeah. game, and so you still lose the turnover margin because you're playing conservative. But now you have you know six points instead of fourteen. Or you go for it on fourth down again and try and run a jumbo package out there, and everybody knows what you're doing. You have Savion Red that you put in the this the red cat, which I love. But if you're in a close game, you know, at a certain point he's gonna have to throw the football. Because, you know, the 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 red cat, the wildcat and the red cat and everything only works as far as when there becomes another option and there becomes a threat of more than just a direct snap run play. Right. And yeah. so you're going to have to do something like that. Hopefully, this is all a misnomer, and Texas is so much better than Iowa State that it's not a problem. Hopefully, that's the case. Hopefully, J- C.J. Baxter comes out and shows everybody what they want to see, that he can come out and dominate as a running back. And Jaden Blue has a good game, and they run the ball for 250 yards against Iowa State. Ooh. And this is something where you don't have to worry about it as much. Right. No, I think but, we're all hoping for that. Yeah. But you know, if you can't throw the ball and if you were just trying to just run the ball over and over again and you're so worried about that three over the top that you're not picking out and you're not throwing those intermediate passes just to get Quinn some confidence because he hasn't really played a full game now in, what, four weeks? Three, four weeks? Yeah, close Because we to can it. say he didn't yeah. play a full game against TCU. Right. Because he didn't – what, he threw the ball three times in the second half, something like that, three or four yeah. times? That, that was – Pass the line of scrimmage. So he threw a million screens in that game in the right. second half. Well, they were trying to protect his shoulder. Like that, that's I get the it. Point. I yeah. get it. But that's you're going to have to do some of those things against Iowa State. We know. We know what Iowa State's going in there. We know that they that, that this means a lot to them to to be the team that can screw up Texas season. They know Texas can win this game easily. And you know, I know it's we're pit, we pitching some doom and gloom, but th- in reality, Texas is a better team. Texas has the players. You know, when you talk about the weapons that they have. Just throwing the football, even if you want to say you're throwing the ball six yards past the line of scrimmage, you still be able to win the game. C.J. Baxter is still a better running back than Iowa State has on their team. He's just young, right? And he was beat up at the beginning of the season. Well, and on paper, like you said, they should win this game handily. There's one number that scares me, and it's seven and a half. They are seven and a half point favorites against an unranked Iowa State team, and against every other unranked team this season, you were no less than a twelve and a half point favorite. Yeah, and the money's going the wrong way. They opened at nine. No, I agree. I, I think it's been seven and a half for a few days now, too. But I, I, I do think that that, too, is partly because they haven't covered. I mean, I think they've covered twice this season. So, you know, good you're going to win. Exactly. Good teams win. Great teams cover. And, you know, we, we understand you're in year three of this program build that they're not fully where they need to be yet. But I, I, I don't think that there's any, by any misnomer, I don't want to put out there that I think Texas is losing this game. I think a one-score win is much more likely so seven and a half seems big, uh, just because I would say that I would assume this to be a one score win, just because of how Texas played recently. But uh, you could, I could see it being a bigger win. And I could see it being closer. No, I, I would agree. I think it's a one possession game at the very end. I think they're trading back and forth because I don't see Sark being aggressive. I just don't see him being aggressive. That's what's bitten Texas in the butt the last few weeks. I don't see it changing this week. Which is so weird. It seems like this matchup should line up perfectly for the way he wants to call a game. It should, but you heard what I just played, Joe, where I he's know. like, oh, the ball's very important. Ball's very <laughs> Dude, maybe it's worried. all a misnomer. He's maybe worried. it's all a misnomer. Yeah. Maybe we're all maybe it's all a fugazi. I we, hope so. I hope they make me look insane yeah. come Monday morning. Come on. We hope that too. 
Uh, but we want to ask you, that'll take us to the big fat poll of the day. Patrick's big fat poll of the day on the horn. We got a bunch for you today, guys. We got a bunch because we've already got cranberry sauce, fresh or can. What's your cranberry sauce? I'm, I'm curious on the text line. I'm a, I'm a can guy. Jacob's a no cranberry sauce guy. I've already seen some people say fresh. You got to be fresh. I'm, I'm, I get it, I'm a, but I'm a can guy. Uh, we were also asking what's your favorite dish at Thanksgiving as we get closer. I'm sure we'll ask that again next week. But, uh, you know, it's a Friday. After everybody's had a chance to review. Yes, remember. they remember. Yeah. And they, well, as they start buying the ingredients and they're getting right. ready, their mouth's salivating. We'll do a show on Wednesday. Oh, uh, Wednesday, the day before, when you're driving and you're in the car going – Going to grandma's house? You people salivating in the car, man. <laughs> now that we're sitting here talking about green bean casserole. Absolutely <laughs> love a green bean casserole. We're also asking you some Texas football questions. Uh, a couple things. So this one, uh, first question is, what destination in the Big 12 will you miss the least? Because Ames, Iowa's up there, man. It may be Morgantown, but I'm going to assume it's between Morgantown and Ames, Iowa. Of, of a... Of a Big 12 place that you are going to be like, I'm glad we don't ever have to go there again. It's just an inhospitable place where it's not great. It's like, it's just, it's cold. Nothing's really good. There's no reason. There's nothing there. Fans don't want to travel there as much because it's just a, and then like, I know talking to my man, Craig Way, there is always a point of it's like, there's not even an airport. So you have to to get in and drive in. It's a whole thing. So, jeez. so that's. So that one, what what destination in the Big Twelve? Because it could be something else. It could be like I just don't want to go to Baylor anymore. <laughs> I don't want to. Like you could not like that. It could be Lubbock. Lubbock's an easy one to pick. I don't know. Manhattan, Kansas, a pretty Manhattan, crazy Kansas, spot. another one there. So which destination in the Big Twelve will you miss the least? And then another one. This came from something Sark said yesterday. Uh, when they were asking Sark about uh, celebrating the victories throughout the season and celebrating the wins, and uh, I want to get because. He said the Nick Saban dance, which I still don't believe. But I want to know you guys, do you have a victory tradition? Is there something that I – and I get the last few weeks it's been difficult because those did not feel like victories, even though, you know, it, it they were. They're wins. They felt not great. So they, it, what is your victory tradition? Do you have one on the text line? 512-447-3776. And, of course, it's Friday. Send in those game predictions as well. What you got for Texas? I'm assuming everyone's picking Texas to win, but I don't know. This could be someone on the text line. They could decide that it's oh no, no Texas loses. I don't know. We'll see. Send that on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. We come back. We will get into some NCAA football talk. We can take you around the world of college football. Some big games to watch for this weekend. Maybe a little watches of uh, games that we hope go haywire. There's some that aren't on here because Alabama's playing Chattanooga. Oh, that's going to be a nail-biter. That's going to be a nail-biter, I believe. take them all the way down uh, the final Florida seconds. State's playing South Alabama. Oh, my. So some, Chaos some teams should drop them straight out of the college football playoff rankings. <laughs> this is an unbiased take, guys. Unbiased. If you play a, a non-con against a nobody late in the season, out you're not even in the conversation. You don't get ranked anymore. You're done. This is completely unbiased. It has nothing to do with me wanting the Texas to sneak in the back door. None of that. It's just right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll get into some college football talk here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on The Horn. Sports Complex here on a Friday afternoon. It is at 512 Friday where we play local music. You can go check out Live Around Town this weekend. And this is the Selfless Lovers. They're playing tonight at Swan Dive. You can check them out. It'll be a fun show down there. Enjoy checking that out. If you're going to go check out some music, I'm going to go check out some music tonight. Oh, really? I got, I, got go. some, I got some friends playing around town tonight that are doing, I think they're both doing cover stuff. So I may go. Swing by, I got the Rising Suns or a Moon Tower, so I may go down and check them out. Or, or uh, what kind of music uh, is that? Uh, just kind of old school, classic rock kind of stuff. Okay, cool. And then uh, Sugary and Cold Sweat. Uh, Sugary and Cold Sweat is. Uh, oh, I don't know what button you have to press for you at this thing. You're not on our camera anymore. One. It's one now? Okay, yeah. I got you. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> out, we're figuring out technical things here while we do the show. Uh, Sugary and Cold Sweat is Sugary's birthday. Sheree, uh, she's awesome. Uh, they do like funk and soul music. It's it's just awesome. I want to go to that one. To go see them. They're at Continental Club tonight doing her birthday party. So I might go check that out. I don't know. I may check out both. Who knows? Who knows what the night brings, Jacob? Man of the people. It's a Friday night. I've been good. I've been dieting all week. Look at you. I've been trying to. I've just gained a bunch of weight. And then it was like, I got to lose some of this weight. It's getting ridiculous. So uh, I've been I've been trying to, to be good. But good you luck. Know. Here come the holidays. It's, well, but that's yep. the thing is it's good. And then it's just like on the weekend, you can have some beers and have fun. But, you know, during the week, trying to be better. Well, good for you, man. Trying, trying. Yeah. Uh, text lines open 512 447 3776. If you're on a diet, I apologize over conversations today. We we're talking about uh, cranberry sauce and, uh, yeah, and Thanksgiving. And it's a Friday before Thanksgiving. And I got Jacob in here. So we're going to talk about some Thanksgiving stuff. Uh, so if you guys have. Uh, text. Uh, if you guys have a favorite Thanksgiving, if there's the plate, if there's the the plate that you love, send that in on the text line. Also, what destination in the Big Twelve will you miss the least, and what is your victory tradition? I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you mine. This six o'clock. I have one not for Texas, but I had one. Me and my dad did going to Spurs games when I was growing up. Oh, I will give you that victory tradition. Can I give and, you mine? Yes, my victory. What's a tradition is a deep sigh of relief because oh, I am geez. a I am a Longhorns and Cowboys fan. Deep sighs of relief are hard to come by, so it is. It is a just the most boring <sighs> answer ever. Just well, a <sighs> all right. Back to worrying about next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right back on it. It never stops. Uh, all right, we'll get to the text line next segment. I promise. I promise we'll get to it. We're going to start to get through everybody's text, and we'll get through them in the 6 o'clock. But we do have a bunch of uh, college football games we're going to try and get to, and if we get through those, then we'll go back to the text line. How about that? 512-447-3776 is the text line. Uh, but I do want to go through some of these games uh, to go check out. There is some not-so-exciting games happening. Like what? Uh, like the Alabama Chattanooga 
And the, the what? The Florida State, uh, South Alabama. I'm recording that one. Yeah, I'll record. Yeah. So the the ones that don't even have lines on them, <laughs> that they're just wipe them off the books. We're not taking those bets. <laughs> uh, Louisville is at Miami. Miami's a one point favorite, even though Louisville is the number ten ranked team in the country. Louisville's been looking good. Miami's dropped two in a row. Their two wins in conference were both overtime wins. Yeah, I know. Something doesn't feel right about this, does it? Louisville is 10th in rush defense, and they make it to the ACC championship with a win. Does Louisville beat Miami and cover the plus one? Well, and they started as two-point favorites, Louisville did. And so, like you said, they're 10th in rush defense, and the Hurricanes, they struggled throwing the ball, so the only thing they want to do is run. They're going to have to run right into the teeth of that defense, and they're favored for some reason. Favorite. And when Vegas and national rankings don't get along, what do we do? We side with Vegas. So I'll take Miami minus one in that. I'm going to stick with Louisville. I just Miami has not looked good the last few weeks. I get it. This I is know. <laughs> this this seems backwards. I don't know if it's just some donor who put a bunch of money on Miami to make himself feel better. But yeah, someone's not having Christmas. If you, I I, I think Louisville wins this one. Uh, number 22 Utah is at number 17 Arizona. Uh, this is where Utah, we thought they were going to be good. Their injuries have mounted and mounted. I believe they had like two players in the top 100 ASPN at the beginning of the season. Both are no longer playing for Utah. That's brutal. That's uh, they brutal. had a tight end and, of course, Cam Rising that are both out. Uh, they have just been uh, abysmal in offense. They're 118th in passing offense. Mm. They're 80th in scoring offense. And this Arizona team was a team that we didn't we didn't realize why the pick was the other day, but they're 4-0 in their last four games. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Can I give you some of their yes. scores from yes. the last few games? Against number 19-ranked Washington State, 7.5-point dog, they won 44-6. to Against 11, Oregon State, 2.5-point dog, 27-24. Same story for UCLA, 2.5-point dog, 27-10. So there's something about this Arizona team that we're not getting. I, I think it is, but Dad, I have Arizona winning this game. Uh, I think that they're playing better football right now. Utah seemed to be kind of holding on and playing good while they thought there was a chance Cam Rising was coming back. There was like this hope that everything could steer right, and instead the ship just veered off, and this season seems a little bit lost for them. They're going to Arizona as well. I have Arizona covering on this one. Yeah, I've got Arizona as well. Utah did show some fight at the beginning of that game against Washington last week, but then they got shut out in the second half. That's what I'm saying. It's at and four it's, quarters. Once you, can you come out and for four quarters when things don't go your way and they haven't been going your way, right. can you continue to play at that level? That's what we've been asking about Texas, and that's the difference, I think, of Texas this season is that they have seemed to continue to fight on even when in the previous seasons when things started to go against them, they were like, I guess we're just not going to win. I guess we're just not going to play. They seem to be off. playing better. All right, yeah. here's a big game for Texas. I don't think it's going to go the way we want it to. Number one, Georgia is a 10-point favorite at number 18, Tennessee. I'm going to give you a great number here. Tennessee, 14 straight wins at home. Uh, Here's the depressing other side of that. Okay. Georgia, 27 straight, just straight of marks the board. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that record out trumps the 14 at home, right? Battle of the undefeated trends. (laughs) Yeah. So 14 straight over Tennessee, 27 straight for Georgia, just you know, some of those maybe national championship games, too. Right. <laughs> I got some good opponents. No, do we need to give a detailed analysis on this one? The equation's pretty simple, isn't it? The, the reality is Tennessee's 7-0 and when they run for 200 yards or more. Can you run for 200 yards on Georgia? Oh, man. that's <laughs> I don't think so. That's, I don't think that's kind of the it. problem. And so 
Tennessee is really good when they are able to do what they need to do. I don't see them being able to do what they want and impose their will against Georgia. Uh, so, yeah, Georgia wins and covers. Yeah, I, Georgia Georgia is Georgia yeah. until proven otherwise. And Tennessee has not found an effective way to hide Joe Milton's 69.2 QBR against really good defenses. No. Uh, this one. This is a line that seems backwards. Another ranked team that is not favored. Number 20, North Carolina at Clemson. Clemson is a 7.5-point favorite in this game. Uh, it is a game that Clemson is – it's basically Clemson's defense – Versus North Carolina's offense. That is really the game you're watching because Clemson's offense is not very good. North Carolina's defense is not very good. They're both okay, but not statistically not up in any way. They're kind of middling or bad. Uh, but this is a statistically good North Carolina offense and a statistically very good uh, Clemson defense. And I guess you're saying at home, Clemson's going to win with defense as a 7.5 point favorite. What's your pick? Uh, yeah, I kind of like Siding with Clemson at home in this one. I know it's backwards, and I know when Vegas and national rankings don't agree, you side with Vegas, which is what I'm doing here. But Cade Klubnick and the boys have shown over the last couple weeks they can really put up some points. Mac Brown even called them the old Clemson. And North Carolina, unfortunately, has gotten into a habit of giving up a bunch of points in the yes, fourth quarter lately. So I think North Carolina controls this game for most of it. And then we get to the fourth quarter, the collapse comes on, and Clemson wins by 10. I got it. Like, look. I, I think Clemson would. I, I think North Carolina covers. I, I do not think it is. Uh, I do not think it's. I'll, I'll say that they at least do not lose by double digits. Uh, I could see North Carolina winning outright. Uh, Drake May is a heck of a player. And look, I'm going to take Mac over over Dabo just because I just I like Mac more than Dabo. But I'm, I'm going to say they cover. Don't bet with your heart, kids. <laughs> I, I, it's a cover. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to pick them out right, but I will <laughs> Actually, say that. Kids don't bet at all. Adults don't bet with your heart. <laughs> Children, <laughs> don't hold your cigarettes with two hands. Number 23, OK State, is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Houston. This game, uh, I believe, all comes down to turnovers. Both teams have had a lot of turnover issues. Uh, Houston is allowing over 400 yards of offense per game. This is not a great defensive team. Foke State holds on to it. They should be able to win, continue their path where they look like they're on tr- on track to get to the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Uh, is OK State win this game? Do they cover six and a half and, and continue their path? Well, or do they look as bad as they looked last week where it was, what, 45 to three UCF? I believe so. Woo! But I'm glad you brought up the Big 12 championship and fighting for that because Houston is also fighting for something, and it's bowl eligibility if they win out. All right. So there is a very distinct difference between these two teams. Ollie Gordon is the leading rusher in the nation, and I think last week was a fluke. Mike Gundy and the boys will roll through Houston, dashing any hopes of a bowl game in their first year in the Big 12. Sorry about it. All right. Number 21, Kansas State. I have OK State covering, too. Uh, I think Houston, uh, they're just – they're not quite there yet. I thought you were going to skip through there without a pick for a No, I, I got you. I got you. Number 21, Kansas State, is a 9.5-point favorite at number 25, Kansas. Uh, Bean is probable. He got knocked out of the last game uh, against Texas Tech. Kansas State or, uh, Kansas loses that game, kind of ruins their any hope for the season. When Jalen Daniels went down, it was, you know, that was the beginning of the end for well, them. Well, maybe, but then they beat Oklahoma. They did. <laughs> Uh, but being if he comes back in this game, it gives him a little bit more odds uh, against K-State. We know what K-State can do, clearly, but also they do not look great. Uh, what do you got for us? I think if Bean plays, it stays within the number. But I know you can't give out you know caveats like that, so I'll take Kansas State to cover the 9.5. I don't think Bean plays, and I think we saw this Kansas State team's pretty good at football. Yeah, I, I look, this is the stat I'll give you, is 
Uh, Kansas State is third in the country on third down conversion on third down defense. Really, they get off the field. They get off the field. Yeah. Uh, Kansas is in the bottom third Ooh. in third down defense. Ooh. And if you let K State continue to run the clock and they get you off the field, and I think with a young quarterback with a possibly injured Bean or a third stringer, I, I have to go K State on that one. Uh, final pick, and then we'll take a break, and we'll get to your text. I promise. 512-447-3776. Keep those texts coming. Number five, Washington. At number 11, Oregon State. This is a big one Texas fans are watching because this is the reality of a team ahead of you that could lose this week. It's basically the only team ahead of you that you feel has a shot to lose a game this week. Well, and you felt that way Anything's last possible, week. but you felt that way last week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is number five, Washington. Uh, I mean, this is in reality – and going to be another offensive game. This is Washington playing Michael Penix Jr., what they're able to do with those wide receivers. 103 points scored against Washington in the last three games. Can Oregon State come out? By the way, Oregon State's favored by a point in this. I know. I know it's Favored strange. by a point. At home at Oregon State, can they be the ones that upset the apple cart? I think it was a very impressive performance from Washington in that offense last week to be down in the hole they were in against that Utah defense yep. and fight their way all the way back into that game to win it. And as much as Texas fans want to fantasize about a top-five team going down in front of them, I don't think it's this one. I don't think it's this game. I don't think Washington loses this game to Oregon State. Michael Penix Jr. in that offense, he's a Heisman candidate for a reason. They can put up numbers, and I think that they're going to – they're getting points in this game, too, and they're the higher-ranked team. I'll take Washington. Yeah, and this is uh, Oregon State has a defense. They're 17th in rushing defense. The problem is Michael Penix Jr. throws the football. Yeah. They're 74th in passing defense. He does it really well. And so I think they're going to throw for a lot. This is a take the over. I don't even know what it is, but taken. Oh, I uh, like that. There's going to be a yeah. lot of points in this one, but I have Washington winning, too. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on that one. Believe me very much. All right, we come back. We're going to get to your text. 512-447-3776. Uh, what destination in the Big 12 will you miss the least? What is your victory tradition? What do you do after a win? What's a, you know, you get the, you got uh, 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 superstitions for everything else. You got a, super, a victory superstition you like to do. And cranberry sauce, real can. What's your favorite plate at Thanksgiving? All that. Anything else you want to talk about? Send it in. It's a Friday. Oh, and, and score predictions. Final score prediction. I got to forget. You got to give those Texas final score predictions as well. All that. 512-447-3776 is the text line. We'll be right back on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Back on the sports complex here on the horn. Uh, keeping it rolling here. Text lines open 512 447 3776. It is a 512 Friday where we play you local music. You can go check out live around town this weekend. This is Wrongbird. And they're going to be playing tonight, or tomorrow night. Sorry, tomorrow night at Saxon Pub. So you can go check out Wrongbird tomorrow night at Saxon Pub. There's a new single from them that they're putting out and celebrating tomorrow night at the Saxon Pub. I like it. You can go like check it, it out. Uh, let's get into the text line, asking you some questions. Of course, final score predictions. We're also asking you what destination in the Big 12 will you miss the least. I think Ames, Iowa is up there. It's on the list. 
It's on the list of places you don't care. You you never never have to go again. It's top two for me. Uh, But what? Maybe it could be a different place. You may have a story somewhere else that you're. You may have a story if you want to put that on the text line. What's your victory tradition? Sark was talking about uh, what he did. You know, having to celebrate with the team or not having getting to celebrate with the team and celebrating the small wins and the victories you have throughout the season. Uh, We're also asking you cranberry sauce, real or canned? I'm a canned guy myself. Uh, and we're asking you, uh, what's your favorite meal at Thanksgiving? As we're getting closer, all of those things, keeping it rolling here on the Sports Complex. Uh, Coach Rodney from Rosebud Lot, I think, was listening to the Ric Flair interview on Rich Eisen. I think, because he just put in a nice woo. Oh, man. That Ric Flair interview was a little tough to listen to. Yeah, Ric Flair. I, I love If you're Rick. a Ric Flair fan, I'm a huge Ric Flair fan. I have a signed Ric Flair boot in my house. Like we had it in my office here at the station. Oh. And uh, yeah, I'm a huge Ric Flair fan, but I try and stay away from a lot of the newer stuff. Just kind of relive just the, live, the, live the old on. times. Yeah, yeah. I like that just. stuff. That's what I love. Uh, Texter says, I don't like cranberry sauce, but my wife insists on real sauce from scratch. Real cranberries had to give their lives for our sauce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I feel, I feel maybe it's just, maybe it's a female thing. Maybe it's the women prefer the real cranberries and men are like, no, process, please. Right. Give me, th- just give me thing that makes me feel like childhood. Well, they just don't want to take any risks. I know what that's going to be. When I know I get what it, it is. Right. It looks right. I can just cut off a piece. And just cut. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I love it, but it's great. Just eat it out of the jar. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> I, I don't make any of that food in my house. I'm just going to get you a Costco crate <laughs> of canned cranberry sauce. Uh, Salzo says, I won't miss Lovick, but I'm glad my Sooners and y'all have the Cotton Bowl Boomer. Uh, oh, so you, that's what he, he doesn't wow, even like cranberry the yeah. Boomer. Oh. I appreciate you listening, though. I appreciate you listening. <laughs> Putting up with our Texas talk if you're a Sooner fan, or, you know, maybe learning something. A boosh. <laughs> Trying to steal plays. <laughs> we got a Connor Stallion situation going on here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's on the text line. Uh, Ken Cranberry, all the way. Love oyster dressing. Oyster dressing. I don't think I've had that one. I don't think I've had that one before, but I'm with you in the Ken Cranberry. Uh, I remember those many times Maryland beat UT. I'm hoping Maryland beats Michigan because they are focused on Ohio next week. Also, I like Oregon State to beat uh, Washington. That's a plus. That plus the UT victory would mean a margarita and queso celebration from RT too. Uh, yeah, I uh, that's that seems big. That seems big, but you know what? I'm 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 I'm, I'm with you. Are you? I'm with you that I love that I'm rooting for all those things to happen. Yeah. I am more rooting for Ohio State to be out than Michigan. I've just done. We know I'm done with Ohio State. Why does Ryan Day upset you at all? Just, Did he do anything? What a what a wimp! What? what a what a what a half a man to come out and get mad at Lou Holtz and then and then go behind the scenes and try and screw Jim Harbaugh, even though and then they take the suspension. It's like, cool, we'll just still beat you, but why'd you do it on a Friday? Right. You do it on a holiday. Do right. it like a man. Like they could have if they would have honestly just done this like men, they could have walked in or strong women. I don't want to be sexist. There you go. Because these were men who did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that if they would have just showed up on a Friday and or they showed up Monday and said, here's the evidence we have against you. This is what we think. We want a three-game suspension. Michigan would have said, okay, it all would have been set. There would have been no real – it would have been, okay, well, that's the kind of the drama. It would have been over, and we could have gone through all this. But they did it so backwards to try and just – why? Why? And it's you've just been over backwards for Penn State and, Mich- and for Ohio State to show that you didn't like Michigan. It's, I just – it just, just handle business. Like – 
Like grown-ups. I'll say like grown-ups. There you go. So does this mean we get a Harbaugh funeral after every Michigan win here on out then? Oh, Until the end so. of the regular season? Where so. everybody's just acting like Harbaugh is gone. I love it's, it. Just keep it going. Hey, we'll that, see Harbaugh on was, Monday. But. That was that was a, a weird sight to see how the tears were coming and then not being able to contain it throughout the whole interview. That was the more surprising part. I get there may be some tears, and you're like, okay, okay, just all right, we get into it. We're going to do this interview and be like, sorry, motions are running high. They have to sell the point that they didn't know anything about it. They don't. I don't believe they do because I don't think they can keep a straight face. They clearly <laughs> cannot hide emotions well. <laughs> Ask that dude. Put that dude in an interrogation room. You'll be able to find out immediately uh. when sweat starts pouring, squirting out of his head. Uh, we get... Uh, Let's see where we, we get there up in the text messages. Uh, Texas 35, Iowa State 3 at the end of the third quarter. Oh, is this one the one we got this? We got that joke yesterday. We got that joke yesterday. What is it? <laughs> uh, was a, uh, on your big fat pole, do you want cranberry sauce to put in the turkey? I did not put it in the turkey. Put it on the turkey. Uh, I'm making sure. Uh, da, 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 da. Making sure you can read it. I'm trying to make, <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to make sure. <laughs> well, while you do that, I got one I want to read. And it's from my guy, Chief Engineer. There you go. I'm finally going to give you some props. You came up with another nickname. You stuck to it. You persevered. The standard on sports. He's sticking with that, and he says, I'll thank him later. Tell you what, I'll take that one, Chief Engineer. Thank you (laughs) for working so hard on that. (laughs) We appreciate it, Chief Engineer. My one tradition is closing myself alone in a room, shedding my eyes, and screaming why and off into the void. That is a weird... It's a weird uh, yeah, that celebration. Fe- that feels familiar. I think I know that person. <laughs> the Chief Engineer's victory celebration. Uh, have a couple drinks. Uh, you know, some some uh, do what they do at the end of AV consultations commercials, and uh, <laughs> that's that's the celebration. That's, Can you explain to me what that is? What uh, I cannot explain to you what that is. Oh. If you if you've listened to enough of the horn, you'll probably know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this thing says, I don't like cranberry sauce. Uh, we've already read that one. I've got that one in there already. And the popcorn, man. We'll read the popcorn, man, before we go to break. It's the perfect time to diet so you can unleash on Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. Top uh, top dish is stuffing dressing. I'm with you on that one. The diet is not even for the holiday. It's more of just I was putting on weight that I didn't need to be putting on. So I would you know, just change it up a little bit. All right. Text line, skin, keep going. We'll get into it uh, in the top of the 6 o'clock hour. we got to take a break before we get there. Uh, on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.